0: Go over there, and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball. Smash everybody in the mouth.
1: Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind
0: of party. I like this kind of party, baby.
1: Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility.
2: You know what that means?
0: Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... No! Power
1: Time for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour.
3: is underway the power hour here on the program hope you're doing well wherever you might be rick cormody going to join us at 8:35. the radford high school basketball coach they're playing for another state championship time now though for the roth
1: report from the talk of the new river valley wrad it's time for the roth report now along with virginia sports hall of famer and voice of virginia tech football bill roth here's rick watson
3: Good morning, William. How are things in Greensboro this morning?
2: I'm coming to you this morning from one of my favorite places. It's the media room at the Greensboro Coliseum where they have framed, blown up, framed pictures of newspapers from every ACC championship ever played. And it's just so funny to go through it. It's like a timeline. I'm looking in front of me. Here's one: Carolina tops Maryland for ACC title. And then in the early '70s, South Carolina captures ACC crown. And you just go all the way through it. Different teams winning it. I'm looking to the other side of the room. Uh, you know, then more recent. And it goes to the color pictures uh, in more recent times. Uh, the the this was the first. Postseason conference basketball tournament. And the ACC started this crazy madness way back in the day, and this room is like a museum to the writers who have covered it and the broadcasters who have covered it over the last half century.
3: I absolutely love that. I love the way it ties it in. And what you said I was going to bring up with you, I love the fact that the ACC is what got this whole ball rolling with these postseason conference tournaments. I mean, it's just dripping with mystique and history. It's so cool they decided to do that. I can imagine what it was like for you walking in there.
2: And they also, by the way, I'd like to add, they've added the women's tournament uh, championships, too. I'm like, there's more here than just the men's. Awesome. That's Uh, awesome. But I think, you know, the Hokies played great last night. Is this the second year in a row that Virginia Tech is going to make a March run at the ACC tournament? They they took care of uh, the Irish last night and a late-night tip tonight against NC State.
3: That's right, a late late game around 9.30. I know Burnup wasn't very happy yesterday with the schedule coming up if they keep winning, but hey, it's what TV's all about. But uh, what did you take away last night? It wasn't a uh, a beautiful game, but they survived in advance, made plays when they had to, and Notre Dame was obviously emotionally playing for Mike Bray last night.
2: Well, you know, the first game in South Bend was a beautiful game, and everybody was was scoring on every trip. Mm -hmm. Remember when we talked about a couple – I don't know, six weeks ago that the key to Virginia Tech is how it plays without the ball. Right. It's you gotta get some stops. You know, the game in South Bend, Lashevsky had what, thirty three points against Tech. Right. And last night they held him to four. Well, that's that's the difference in the game. I thought there were three really huge plays uh in the game last night. Uh, number one, Sean Padula's career manifested itself in like 6 seconds. He turned it over, Notre Dame's coming down the floor in a fast break. He catches him, steals the ball back, lobs it 50 feet for a dunk. That is Padula. He gets a turnover, a and a steal and an assist all in like 6 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that shows the kind of kid he is. He made up for his mistake and that was a huge play. Uh Rice had a big 3, uh, obviously with a minute 50 to go. He's a kid that has not done a whole lot impactful this year for Tech. That was his biggest shot. And then David Cunningham and Tech Sideline, as far as I know, is the only person that has the story on the game-winning play. uh, Hunter Couture called that play in the huddle. You know, Hunter wants to be a coach. I encourage everyone to read Tech Sideline uh, for David Cunningham, who's a product of our SMA program. Uh, Couture told him this last night in the locker room. See, this is the difference. You go into the locker room, mm-hmm. not just the press conference. Right, right, right. And and you and you have a relationship with a player. And they're in the timeout, and Hunter Couture, who wants to be a coach, tells Mike Young, here's how they're guarding us, and here's how they're guarding me. I'm going to screen off Mutz's dude. He'll be wide open for a dunk if we run this play.
3: And it's exactly M- Young
2: said, what happened. M- Young says, <laughs> run it. <laughs> what? What happened? Just as Couture predicted. And the reason that he did it is that he noticed how they Notre Dame was having a curious time defending it earlier in the second half. They ran the same play. They did not get a dunk. But he said Notre Dame did not guard us correctly. It just so happened earlier in the second half, the ball was on the other side of the floor in the rotation of it all. He said, Musty will be wide open. They don't know how to guard it. Boom! Well, out of a timeout, A, B, C, dunk. <laughs> so, so Couture called that play. And, you know, and that's something else. Back to Bray for a second. I think everyone understands Mike's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. He's a Duke guy. His players are always cerebral for the most part. You have to out-basketball IQ Notre
3: Dame. right? And Tech did last night. It's like Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers, right? I mean, that's what that was. Gene Hackman had to change the play. He said, I'll make it. Yeah, listen to the players. They know what's going on out there. I love it. That's a great story. That's a great story. I mean, you can
2: look at the ball. I mean, Bazile played great. He had 20. Mutz had a double-double. You know, the Hokies, they only had eight turnovers for the entire game. Um, But, you know, there's so many things. The game could have gone either way. Hokies are – your odds of winning a game when you're trailing in the last minute aren't good, but they came back and won. And You know the call, Padula and Zona got tangled up yeah. and a foul. Yeah. They, they reviewed it, and Bray was not happy with that, but there were so many plays that decided that game that were probably bigger than that. So now they get NC State tonight, a team that jumped out to a big 14-point lead at the Castle back in January. The Hokies rallied. They cut it to a single-possession game, uh, but ended up losing by four. Uh, they're going to, it's going to be the same thing tonight they're going to have to you know the Smith kid is, is great they're going to have to keep grant off the glass and um they're going to have to play the same type of heady cerebral play the hokies are a tough tournament out because of young you know he he won his last two southern conference tournaments remember that
3: yeah he's a great tournament coach absolutely
2: and they won and they won in brooklyn and um I, <laughs> You know, I don't think I don't think the Hokies are the favorite to win this tournament. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're a tough tournament out. They're a mm-hmm. tough team to beat um, on on one day's prep, right? Which is what obviously State. You know, NC State didn't know who they were playing until eleven o'clock last night. Also, right? right. So yeah, you know, they, those kids were already in bed. So man, NC State, they're going to get up this morning and go through. I it would not shock me one bit if the Hokies win
3: tonight. Before we head into the break, uh, I want to ask you about the Carolina game. Uh, I'm intrigued by Carolina right now. They have to win, maybe the whole thing. I don't know how much they have to do. What's your opinion about what they have to do in this tournament being part of the latest first four out, according to Lenardi? And uh, B.C. got a win yesterday. So we'll see if Carolina approaches this thing the right way.
2: I think that's what makes tonight really neat because you've got a doubleheader in basketball in Greensboro. With the Tar Heels and the Wolfpack playing, mm. and the Hokies, right? But when whatever, anyone who's ever been at this event knows when well, Carolina and Duke and NC State, when two of those three play at night, this place comes alive. You throw a desperate Tar Heel team in there, oh man, <laughs> it's going to be crazy blueness. Um, and those Tar Heel fans, they'll be cheering for the Hokies in the second game, <laughs> as long That's as they right. win and stick around. That's right. You know, you know, the, if you're a Tar Heel, your favorite team is Carolina, and whoever's playing State, <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right? So, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. I hope you know tickets are not super expensive. You don't have to buy the whole tournament book. You know, I looked, I looked online yesterday. The championship game tickets are you know six hundred to twelve hundred a piece on Saturday, but you can get in today for probably twenty five dollars. There you go. So there you go. You know, if you're, it's an easy drive down from the New River Valley. Like, you know. Come on down, have dinner in Greensboro, watch a basketball doubleheader. Uh, I think Carolina probably has – I know they're Carolina, so maybe the rules are a little bit different for them. If they get to Saturday, maybe they can get in that large bid. Uh, but my my sense is they might have to win it. But, you know, the rules might be different for our friends from Chapel Hill uh, to get into the tournament. The, the resume just isn't good. I, they haven't, They don't have any great wins, and they've struggled against – good competition this year
3: i agree i think the rules are a little different for some of those blue bloods i agree all right coming up uh from bill down in greensboro here on the roth report the sma update and i know we've previewed it and it's happening right now bill will get into what i mean by that it's really cool what's happening with the kids down there right now baker team game of the week we'll also have the nrv heart clinic top three gonna be very interesting to see what bill's come up with as march madness is alive and kicking down in Greensboro with the ACC basketball tournament more with the voice of the Virginia Tech football team Bill Rolf the Rolf Report when we come back First in Maine is a beautiful shopping
2: center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull & Bones, Avelino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out b theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment the destination of Virginia Tech athletics. You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of forty plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website nrvhomes.com to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market.
1: From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play.
3: Well, we do welcome you back here to uh, BDST here on this Wednesday, and... uh... Bill is telling me that the phones are down right now, down in Greensboro. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He doesn't have a cell phone connection, so we've lost Bill. Oh, my goodness. So we've lost Bill right now. Um, Something happened in Greensboro. Everything went down in the room, or at least in the arena, so there's no working telephone, and apparently the wireless network is down. So we have lost Bill for the moment. Um. interesting. He was there, and then he wasn't. And this is where modern technology runs into a hiccup. But uh, I know there were some things he wanted to talk about with the SMA. They're having their um, their just correspondence with so many great people within the media, within television, and um, journalists, and so forth. David Teal, I know some of the directors of ESPN, and those things are going on down there right now for all those young people. I know how excited uh, Bill was about that and to get them uh, up and running and things of that nature and to have these kids just be exposed to some of these inner workings of what's going on with how the games are covered and how you're supposed to go about preparing and all these different things. Um, The student media seminar is going on uh, with Bill. And, and I think this is something, too. We've talked about all the great things that Bill has offered uh, through his class and what these um, kids are being acclimated to. I'm having um, Bill's texting through a computer, <laughs> but he doesn't have a working cell phone because everything is down. So just to get you updated on the Roth report, we got through about half of it, um, but we did lose connection to Bill. There's nothing really he can do um, to connect with us now. And if if it does come back, then we will put him back on. But that's what's happened with Bill is he's lost connection in the building and apparently the whole building um, power is down in the building as well. I mean, my goodness gracious, uh, lots of stuff going on down there. So, <laughs> glad he's down there early to get through all the kinks before that first game gets underway at noon. That'll, that'll set back the schedule for the day in the ACC tournament. But, in any event, um, just talking more about the SMA and what this uh, group's going through. Um, the student media seminar right now is happening. That's why David Teal's joining us tomorrow. We'll talk to David about that. All the offerings that he has for the kids are um, going to be a lot of fun. Um, Bill also had his Baker team game of the week. And he's going with the Big 12 title game. All right, And the SEC title games. And he's, he's doing that because those two leagues right now have a very high profile. And there's been some talk. If you look at the Big 12 in particular... There's been some talk that the Big 12 is going to have, by far, the most representation of any other conference in the NCAA tournament because of all the teams that have been ranked, all the teams that have just had terrific seasons. Um, I don't know how that will look. I think West Virginia still has more work to get done. I know Baylor and obviously Kansas, Texas, TCU – Kansas State, maybe even Iowa State are feeling pretty good. So that league has gotten a lot of play this year because it's a a murderer's row. It's kind of like the SEC in football. That's the way the Big 12 has been. Teams beating one another. They won't be punished. There's a lot of quad one wins that can be obtained because of uh, teams knocking off one another. We may have gotten Bill back. Let's see if this is him. Let me see here. Bill, did we get you back? You did. Hey, all right. I've been feeling. I'm into your. I'm into your, uh, Baker team game of the week. We were talking about the SEC and the Big Twelve it's Glad to have you back, my friend.
2: <laughs> well, my cellular service is gone, um, completely gone, and so I was able to use a uh, colleague's who has a different cell service. Right. I had Wi-Fi, and I was trying to. Configure my phone to use Wi-Fi calling to
3: get you back. <laughs> hey, that's all right, man. We do what we do. I kept it rolling. I was—I figured I would hear from you one more time. So that's good. Glad to have you back.
2: Our game of the week, our Baker team game of the week. I don't know which one it's going to be. I know, right? Tough call. Texas A&M-Alabama rematch in the SEC?
3: Yes, could happen.
2: Baylor-Kansas in the Big
3: 12? I think that's going to happen, yes.
2: Miami UVA in Greensboro? I don't know. (laughs) I know. Something tells me it's a rematch between uh, Buzz Williams, the SEC Co Coach of the Year, and his Aggies, and the uh, (laughs) always in the news Alabama
3: Crimson Tide. Always in the news. About something. About something, right? Good or bad. (laughs) You could get 10 different
2: people with uh, varying political views. Basketball, that will have 10 different takes on what should have happened at Alabama in the last
3: six weeks. Exactly, exactly.
2: (laughs) And uh, everyone is very strong in his or her convictions on whether he should be playing or not. Um, But if you're Buzz Williams and you have to play Alabama again,
3: he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. That's right. That's right. All right, well, time now, Bill. I'm going to see where you want to go on this. It's time for the NRV Heart Clinic here on the Roth Report. Top three.
1: Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top Three, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford.
3: All right, William, where are you going with the Top Three this week?
2: Well, before the game last night, Coach Bray received a uh, very nice commemorative frame piece from ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips He returned the favor with about a minute to go in the game by delivering delivering an (laughs) expletive-filled response to a call to the commissioner. (laughs) Right. Uh, What is next for Mike Bray? He says he wants something new. Now, does that mean, number three, he stays at Notre Dame in an advisory role and does something else? That seems unlikely. Does he get into coaching? That seems more likely. Or does he do television? Mm -hmm. But let's look at the three of those things. Okay. He's claiming he's not getting fired at Notre Dame, that he's leaving on his own. Okay. So whether or not he just felt like the time was up, or they felt the time was up, a stay in South Bend, which is what Digger Phelps did, seems unlikely. Agreed?
3: Agreed. Because when we talked when Radford played them to open the season, he admitted to me that if they wouldn't have made the tournament last year, he felt like he would have been probably pushed to make this decision a year earlier. It was interesting conversation. Right.
2: Number two, would he be good in TV? Absolutely. I think he oh, sees yeah. with Jay Wright and Seth Greenberg are doing the money they're making. They don't have to recruit. They're around the game. They still do the things they love. Eventually, I think, if he's not opening a bar in Dewey Beach, <laughs> Key West, right. or somewhere, right? Uh, I could see Coach Bray doing some television. I think he'd be really good at he it. He would. He'd be. Really but No, good. I think he coaches. I think he's coaching somewhere, and probably before uh, we find out before the end of April. No, whether that's Georgetown or whether that's St. John's or whether that's, uh, I don't know, uh, Georgia Tech, Old Dominion. I mean, who picked the school, right? I think he'll be coaching somewhere next year. And I think he'll be recruiting, recruiting somewhere this spring.
3: I think you're right. Feels that way, doesn't it? It does. Feels that way. Feels that way. Well, he's got that personality. I know that. And you're right. If he does decide to do television, he would be a huge, huge hit. I agree 100%.
2: I mean, Jay Wright has slipped in and has done just an amazing job in television. He explains he the game to the viewers. He has. He may be better as an analyst than, than, than we ever thought possible. His, his, his ability to explain what we're seeing in a, in a six-second burst is incredible because that's about all you get on TV on a replay.
3: Yeah, you're right. Does Brace seem like the kind of guy to you, Bill, what you know that he would stay more on this end, right, on uh, Georgetown, St. John's George end and so forth?
2: I think he'd be great at any high academic school because Notre Dame is a school where not everyone gets in. It's hard to take transfers. It's hard to stay in, right? Uh, they don't have a lot of majors to hide a kid in, and he's that's the only place You know, he's been there forever. So yeah, um, I think he coaches.
3: Well, it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun, and I hope you have fun. I can't wait to get the uh, results of uh, your seminar with your class, and, man, I appreciate you uh, finding a phone to finish up the Roth report today. Should be fun. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. There you go. That's Okey's R- Wolf Pack tonight. That's Stay right. Nine thirty. That's right. That's right. Take care, man. Stay safe. <laughs> Bill Roth and the Roth Report borrowing a phone to finish up the program. All right, good stuff. We're going to step out, take a break. We're going to continue our basketball conversation as Rick Cormany, the head basketball coach of the Radford Bobcats, scheduled to join us. That's coming up next rolling along here on a Wednesday as we slide over the hump. Stay with us. Don't go away.
2: The Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors wishes you a wonderful new year. Buffalo and More, a small business in Reiner, opening January the 4th in their new location at 4040 Reiner Road. Remember them for catering, family-style meals, and their new deli selection. Check Facebook for new hours and more details.
0: Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda wish you the best in 2023.
2: First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out b theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics.
3: 34 minutes past the hour. Thanks to Bill Rolfe. Good stuff from him. You know, from Rocky Four, a little no easy way out here from Rob, Robert Tepper. There's never an easy way out when you play the Radford Bobcats, especially in the state basketball tournament. Joining us now, and I'm just going to say it, he's now the legendary head coach of your Radford High School Bobcats. He's about to make state title appearance number 11 His name is Rick Cormody. Coach, how are you? Good morning, and welcome back to the program.
0: Hey, good morning, Rick. It's good to be back.
3: Well, listen, uh, first of all, congratulations. I mean, um, uh, second winningest coach all time in the state, 11 state championships. I mean, I know this is your time of year. You told me before you came on, you said, sorry about my voice. It's a little hoarse, but then again, it's supposed to be, right? That means you're doing things right in March.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that. I, we just, uh, you know, it was pretty loud down at the Deadman Center the past few games. Uh, we've had great, great turnouts, uh, great crowds, and it's just uh, trying to get their attention. And finally, uh, the coaches talked me into to doing hand signals on plays, that, which I've never done before in my life. So I don't make any of the signals. I just say, I say, uh, Run, run, secondary down, and then they they give the signal to the kids. I don't know what the signal is, but the kids know, and <laughs> they know. So I guess all right.
3: So as long as they know what to run, and you see that they're running it okay, you're okay with it, right?
0: <laughs> I'm okay. I don't want to learn signals. I've never uh, been one of them. assistants, one of my sisters. it's great ideas. One of them wanted to. Uh, Flat, put flashcards up uh, which defense we're in and I'm like well no I'm not really ready to go quite that far
3: <laughs> no flashcards gotcha gotcha uh well let's talk let's talk about this team coach I mean um what you've won the regular season now in the district I think 21 times in the last 23 years but this team a little different right this has been an interesting journey for this 22-23 team that you
0: had uh, Rick, if you if you guys would have said to me at the beginning of the season that we're going to be in this situation and uh, setting at twenty twenty three and four, uh, I, I would just say, okay, I'll take that and let's we'll just, just, just be done with it, okay? But uh, no, they've been they've been incredible. We're we're still very young. We've got two seniors, um, and uh, this I mean, they've just found ways to win here at. at you know we're in, we've been in two overtime games in the uh, in the playoffs and it's just been uh, been an incredible incredible run. Uh, great great young men represent the school, represent Radford well. Just uh, just lucky did and blessed to get to coach them.
3: Rick Cormody joining us on the program, the head basketball coach at Radford High School. Mm-hmm. They're making another appearance in the state championship game. What is it about this group's personality, Coach, to where with all those close games, you know? They can just persevere and find a way to get it done. What is it about this group to where they kind of excel in those tight situations like that?
0: Uh, you know, it's, a lot of it has been you know just a maturity process from you know several of the guys that back from last year, especially Elijah Kelly, and uh, uh, just just really coming into their own at the right time, uh, playing playing really well, and re- refusing not to you know refusing to lose uh t- type of mentality and i think a lot of it comes down to okay it's time to get a stop that we have to get you know and uh we're giving up on the year we're giving up 42 points a game so we're giving our ch- self a chance to win most games uh rick our, our four losses you know we we lost the north side who's still playing we lost to ec glass twice mm-hmm. so that's three losses and then we lost to uh a very good Floyd team, and Floyd only has six losses, and three of those are draws. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been an incredible run. I mean, it's really really been fun. They're 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 dedicated to being on time. They're early. They're I don't think we've had anybody late, anybody missed practice on purpose. It's just been a great group of guys to coach.
3: Coach, it's interesting. You mentioned that defense, and I recall back in the early mid-90s, when you took that job, and I was just starting broadcasting then. You and I were working together. I remember some of the interviews we did. You mentioned that as you set your program forward, and it's so cool to go back to that and recall those days, uh, you said defense was going to be the identity of your team. And that's been the case, hasn't it, after all these years?
0: I think so, Rick, and I'm surprised you're still talking to me after some of those (laughs) early years and (laughs) early interviews. But anyway, I appreciate you still – Still consider, consider me a friend, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you're exactly right, buddy. I mean, we we have, you know, that's something we just try to hang our hat on. Everybody talks about it, but, you know, a lot of times talk is just talk. It's it's uh, it's what you actually do on a daily day in practice, uh, in a day-to-day practice uh, schedule that determines whether you can defend or not. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to stop being stubborn, uh, you know, and, Make sure you're not so stubborn that you're not willing to change a little bit. You know, there's certain teams you just don't want to extend out against, but uh, you'd like to because that's what you believe in. Well, uh, yeah. But anyway, and now with now with so much film out there, I mean, you know, we, you know, we got you can get ten tapes on somebody, ten games on somebody, so. Um, you know, it's just so much now is, is really trying to figure out who can score, how they can score, where they can score, all that kind of stuff.
3: Well, I was going to ask you, it's interesting, Coach, because you've seen the game evolve now, what, in your three decades. You've seen how it's jumped and how really what you have done at Radford has upped everybody else's game and made them pay more attention to all the details about their own program to try to match what the Bobcats are doing. But how do you continue to get that buy-in? Is it, is it tougher as kids, as you get different generations of kids coming through your program to buy into saying, "Look, we're going to be a defensive program," and you to have to learn that into the floor first.
0: Well, I think you know. I think the, the good part is it's kind of understood. You know, before they before they get into it, they know it now. They know that's what it's about. They know that uh, you know that's how it's going to be. That's 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 why I think it's so hard for young coaches these days. I mean, because if you if you haven't established that. You know it's hard to hold kids accountable uh, if you haven't. You know it, it's it would they just know what's you know expected at our place, and that's uh, I, you know every time I talk to a young coach, I tell them you know I don't know how I don't think I could do it now. I don't think I could because you have to figure out a way. You have to make some hard decisions. You got to make you got to have some, you're going to have some parents, administrators, a lot of people mad at you if you do. What I did when I first got through Radford. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you could still do that. I think you have to, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the way people do things, but it's just, uh, I just think it would be so difficult now to come into a new situation and try to establish, a, you know, to get it going.
3: Rick Cormody joining us on the program, the head basketball coach at Radford High School, about to play in their 11th state championship game. Well, and that's something it that says a lot about you two and your staff, Coach. I mean, you guys have been together for a while, and and yet you've been able to evolve. It shows you have a good understanding of – and not just kind of set – a lot of coaches don't want to change, right? But you have to change with the game, I guess, to have success.
0: Yes, sir. And, you know, the thing is – and we, we are – we're very blessed to have the same – coaching staff. I mean, I've got the same JV coaches, Jeff Little and Bev Davis. I've got the same people helping me on varsity with uh, Tommy Hilton, Bill Nichols. Uh, you've got uh, Ben Fisher. He was gone for a, a little while, but he's back with us and played for me. Now I've got several former players helping us.
3: Uh, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Uh, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty neat. I mean, it really is a neat thing. And that's, you know, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this, Rick, but you know, that's the part you hear it all the time. That's the part coaches miss the most is the camaraderie and the the locker room and the coaches' meetings. That's the thing that you know. I the games. The games are really hard for me now. I get I get so anxious probably two days before it. <laughs> but I, I still love practice. I still love teaching and going in and and having you know having good solid practices. That's 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 the fun part for me.
3: Well, it is. And, you know, I can still remember the uh, the screaming in the locker room when we'd travel back in those old days to maybe a Giles or somewhere and get that road win or Rocky Gap, wherever it was we were playing. And yeah. and you're right. Yeah. It's something about that whole, that whole environment, right? And it helps mold young people, which you've done that, Coach. I mean, you've helped mold these young people. They still – a lot of your former players I run into, they talk about their time with you. I mean – you know, we just lost Joel Hicks up here at Pulaski County, my my coach, yeah, great and man. and the impact that he had on my life and everybody that's come through the program. I've talked to many of my former teammates and former players, and how we're just so grateful. Well, that's what they say about you. You've had the same kind of impact down at Radford High School and in the city of Radford.
0: Well, I don't know about that, Rick. I just you know I just you know I feel like I feel like accountability is a big part of that. Uh, you know the – the thing that I have tried to do here recently, in recent years, is when I know it's a, uh, a do-or-die game, meaning you're going to lose if you lose, your season's over. I always have a speech before the game now, saying, "Guys, now I may not say the right thing after this game, <laughs> so I want you to hear this now." And this is about, this is kind of, and this is from the heart. This is the way I feel about each and every one of you. You have had an unbelievable season. You're outstanding, young men. We love, love coaching you. We don't want this to end. But guys, understand: when I come in here after the heat of the battle, or in the heat of the battle, and we we laid an egg, or we didn't get it done, I <laughs> I may say all the wrong things. But <laughs> please remember tomorrow what I said, because this is what I really mean. Well, and that's that because thing. you know I've you know I felt like I felt I feel guilty sometimes about some of the things. After a bad loss at the end of the season, I feel guilty about some of the things I've said, and and I, you know, I hope I've apologized to to the, to the kids over the years for that for those things because you're so competitive, everybody's so competitive, and wanting to continue the season and keep going. But uh, you know, it's, it's it's it just doesn't happen. You know, it's not you don't go to the state championship every year. I mean, it's, it's just not the way it is.
3: Well, I think you just tapped in. That's part of the secret, Coach. Your self awareness, right? The world would be such a better place if people were just more self aware. And the fact that you know that about yourself and your team understands that, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, that's cool. That's pretty cool because a lot of people can't uh, come a, come away with that kind of self awareness. I think that's part of the secret.
0: Well, I guess so, but it's you know, it's kind of you know, it's time to. You know, I, I I wish I could just I wish I could just really chill more. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda of gotten to the point where, you know, I d I don't like that person that's that's been all crazy and trying to win a game and you know, and, just, and motivate and push. Uh, I guess that's you know, Kenny Alderman, great great friend of mine, great player at Radford, great coach. Kenny Alderman said, You'll know when it's time when you get when you get tired of hearing your own self-talk <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm there yet but everybody's you know everybody's ready to quit at the end of the season because we're all wore out and, uh, but uh you know I, i'm just excited about this bunch i mean i'm excited about them getting to the travel to richmond i mean i don't know how we did it we're down 17 points the other night in the in the second half right. i don't know it's probably one of the best comebacks i've ever seen and as as far as being the, uh, the coach of a team and uh I don't know. Yeah, we went a little crazy crazy in the locker room, just challenged them, uh, and they responded, and, I, and I'm so proud of them for that.
3: Yeah, regardless of how it goes against John Marshall, and they're a different type of opponent – obviously that you've seen over uh, the last couple of years with what they've been able to do. But you're right, it says so much about this group. And they're going to remember that, Coach, I think, more than anything else, right? I mean, that those type of moments right there, they're going to think back later on when they get out of Radford High School, go through college, get married, have a family, get a job. They're going to think about being down 17 against Floyd County right in the semifinals and coming back.
0: And you're exactly right. We talked about that yesterday at the end of practice. We talked about you know the, how how they will – you know they're appreciating it now, but they won't really appreciate it till, like you said, five, ten years down the road, and that's when they'll say, "Man, we really did pull off one of the one of the neatest victories probably uh, in Radford history." To be honest with you, one of the you know one of the neatest because we were dead in the water. I mean, they had us. I mean, they they were making every shot. I bet they shot seventy percent in the first half, and we could not stop them. And we just. We just came out in the second half and just turned up the pressure and really hadn't hadn't worked on our full court trap as much as you know because we know they've got good ball handlers and we just figured we wouldn't be able to use it. So, the next thing you know, we just start turning them over. We just got the game fast and uh, they're a good team. They got a lot of guys that can score the basketball, so uh, shoot it well and uh, I don't know. Just kept chipping away at it, got it cut to ten at the end of the third and. And then split it by mid mid you know by the five four minute mark of the fourth we had it cut in half to about five and and found a way to get it tied and once we got it in overtime I felt pretty good about it.
3: Well, and maybe one more time they'll find a way to get it done, Coach. How do you look at this year's John Marshall team as the ones you've seen in the
0: past? Uh, Rick, they're even better. Yeah, I mean they're they're good. I mean our and we're not we're not. We're not going to tell the kids. We're not going to lie to the kids. We're telling them the truth. Those kids know. I mean, you don't. You don't. You know. You can't. I mean, they they get it. They read. They read more about social media than we do. Absolutely. This team, this team is unreal. This is this is like the Oak Hill teams. I mean, you know, you're not. Uh, we're talking about a kid that's going to NC State. We got another kid at UVA's offered. I mean, there's there's size. There's length. There's. I think the point guard's been uh, GW's, uh W's offered him, so you're talking D1, of roster full of D1 players. Um, but, you know, we're not going to coach, like we told the kids yesterday, we're, we're going to coach just as hard as we have all season sure. this week. Sure, We, we, we lifted at weights and, and practiced yesterday after a, a tough, tough night Monday night, and uh, we're going to coach you as hard as we can, and we're going to put together a game plan and, and – we're gonna go give it the best shot we can. That's all we can do. That's all we can control.
3: That's right. And you know your kids are gonna to respond to that one way or the other, which says a lot about this group as well. You don't have to worry about them whether or not they'll get the message because they will. They showed that in the game against uh, Floyd County the other night. So,
0: exactly. They're, go- they're going to uh, they're going to give us everything they got the rest of this week, and we're gonna and we're gonna try to enjoy this trip. And you know, we're not. I'm not going to sit here and say that that we're not thinking we have a chance, but things are going to have to be, you know, really work out in our favor, a lot of things for us to, we're going to have to be able to control the tempo of the game, which they press you all the time, half court, full court, so it's going to be hard to control the tempo of the game. Uh, We're going to have to limit turnovers, we're going to have to uh, make them make some extra passes on, on offense, so there's less possessions in the game, so yeah, we've got we we know what we need to do. It's just a matter of whether we can do it. Absolutely, and I think we got. I think we've got enough ball handlers that that maybe we're we're okay in you know making ten passes before we unless we have a layup before we take a shot. You know that kind of thing. You can't take the air out of the ball on this team. They're too athletic, too too quick.
3: Well, Coach, listen uh, again. I want to thank you for your time this morning. Congratulate you again. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the numbers you continue to compile, and uh, in your 11th state championship game. Now, you say you get nervous a couple days before. You're already feeling it now. You're already starting to get a little anxiety now.
0: Before uh, uh, a little bit because you know you're just back and forth on what exactly what the game plan should be. That's the, that's the anxiety now. But you're you know again uh, uh, you know Rick, real quick. I mean, you know we. We've been in eleven. This will be our eleventh final game, yes. and we've won six of them. And uh, last year was the first one when we went. We went into that I didn't feel like we had a really good chance. And the others, even the ones we won, I, the other the other team could have won. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? Sure. This, sure. This. this I don't know whose fault this is. The, the situation we're in. I don't know whose fault it is. But usually, uh, it's not, it's not the kids that are messing it up. Grown ups are the grown ups are the ones messing things up. So somebody, somebody's got to do something different here. And I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not blaming John Marshall. I'm definitely not blaming their kids. We don't have a kid problem in this country a lot of times. We have a grown up problem. Absolutely. Problem. And, Absolutely. and we need to try to get this fixed. I mean, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever needs to be done needs to be done, but it needs to be fixed.
3: Well, I couldn't agree more, Coach. My dad told me years ago, and I think about it now, especially since he passed on. The fish rots from the head, son. You'll remember what that means as you go through each stage of your life. And you're you're exactly <laughs> yeah. right, right? That's it.
0: That's yep. it. <laughs> we're we're excited. We're very excited, and I appreciate you having me on, buddy.
3: Well, before I let you go, Coach, it may or may not have been a former player wanted me to ask you: um, Have you beaten Coach T in golf yet?
0: Not since he moved up to the goals. <laughs> He's an old man. So, you know, if, if I can ever, if I live long enough to move up to the goals, I'll have a chance.
3: <laughs> I'll let you figure out who sent me that text messages, but I think we both know him very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Coach, listen, uh, man, hey, we're pulling like crazy for you this weekend. Congratulations again, on everything you've accomplished with this team. We'll talk again soon.
0: All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Take
3: care. Thank, Thank you. Me. There you go. That's the great Rick Cormody joining us on the program. My goodness, a legend, one of the best to absolutely do it ever. We'll take a final break. Come back. We'll wrap it up after this, guys. Frankly, we've
1: heard enough. Now shut that door and get the hell out of here. The grown-ups are talking, so sit down and listen. Yeah, that's right. Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson returns next on the
3: WRAD Talk Network. The bell tolls for me. All right, great stuff. We want to thank all of our guests today, Keon Brown, Bill Roth, and the great Rick Cormany. Good luck to the Bobcats coming up against John Marshall. All right, tomorrow, well, we know that we're going to have David Teal and Dwight Vick, maybe Kenny Brooks. Keep an eye on our billboard on our Facebook page or our Twitter account. We'll let you know for sure as that develops today. We have our BDST Tournament Challenge up. It's pinned to the top of our page. It's free to join. Go in, sign up now, and get ready so you can fill out your bracket on Sunday. We'll talk more about that. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on the Thursday edition. Take care and stay safe, and thanks for making us part of your morning wherever you might be. Be good.
1: Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy.
3: You stay classy, New River Valley.